Hello and welcome back to Offending Everyone, the podcast where I don't even like doing that. No, it's I'm not that cool to have an intro. Let's just get into it. Okay, so I wrote a blog post and I thought it'd be a good idea to just talk about it in case you don't like reading because you are a Philistine. Um, anyway... I just made fun of all of you, and uh, I listen to podcasts too, so I guess I'm insulting myself. Anyway, one thing I wanted to talk about was, um, why do politics suck? When I say to people that politics suck, uh, I usually get a couple of different answers, but one of the most ones is, well, duh, politics have always sucked, and I think that's absolutely true. But what I think it's missing is that what we're going through right now isn't the regular. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And I think most people can recognize this is happening. And I really wanted to go into why. I've been listening to a bunch of things and doing a bunch of research, and I feel like I have some good answers. So I would like to talk to you about why do politics suck. Uh, first things first, I think we need to go into first, why have politics always sucked? Because I think there's an important thing to recognize what's new and what's never changed. And so what I like to do is by defining politics. Webster's Dictionary, no, um, politics is the idea that when we have problems with each other, instead of fighting each other, let's talk about it. Anyone who is married knows that this is not an easy thing to do. Um, um, I, I hate making jokes to myself. That was awful. I'm sorry. This is... Whew. So anyways, it's complicated. But the problem is, or the thing that makes it way worse, is that you're talking about topics that have points, that matter. When you're talking about spending a billion dollars, the, the government is the biggest business in, uh, I mean, I was going to say in the nation, but in the world. Uh, they have the biggest budgets. They have uh, the most impact of everything. And so when you're talking about things that matter and you have people who disagree so strongly, it's messy. And it, and it always will be. And it, uh, politics will never be fun. No one's ever going to like politics. I mean, some people do, and they're insane. I, in my opinion, I like politics, but I really don't. So, um, anyway, that's why politics have always sucked. What we need to go into next is what's changed. And um, I really don't think anything's changed. And that's a really confusing answer because I've said it's gotten worse, but I think it's just that people have gotten better in that they realize human nature and how to win elections, and they're just doing it better and better and better. And what I mean by human nature is um, when we remember things, when we review things, humans, we always remember the negative uh, you, uh, I remember something like seven times, people are seven times more likely to re uh, leave a review if they have a negative experience. We all go on to uh, Amazon and look at the reviews and we all say, okay, take out all the one stars because those are just angry people who aren't actually helpful. 
and take out all the five stars because those aren't actual real people. Those are just uh, sponsored people. Uh, and so our elections are now essentially one star and five star reviews. And that's all we have anymore is... No, that's stupid. I don't want to say that. That is so stupid. Okay. I was really trying for something there, and I was like, oh, see how clever I am? I can, like, totally transition and make this work. No, that's stupid. Anyway, our uh, our elections, how this works into elections is that we only have two parties. And so instead of our politicians actually having to make an argument for why they're good... Instead, what they just do is make an argument for why the other person is awful. And this has the effect of just, you don't, you don't actually have to make anything good anymore. All you have to do is be less awful than the other side. And how do you do that best? It's not by actually being less awful. It's by making the other person look more awful. And so our politicians are just running campaign after campaign after campaign of the other side is awful. Democrats are the most existential threat to democracy and Republicans are the most existential threat to democracy ever. Everything is existential. Every single problem is uh, with the other party. And that's not to say that some of these things aren't true. I think that Democrats are bad. I think that Republicans are bad. I don't think that every single member of the opposing party is the devil trying to destroy the entire world in government. Um, that's just not where we're at. And so instead of voting for... Uh, these humans who are running for political office, instead what we have is a big letter that we vote for. Most of everybody votes for a D or an R, depending on who they hate more. I mean, ask yourself, here's the question. Do you really like your party that you vote for? Or is it that you dislike the other party so much? I know in my case, I dislike both parties and I dislike one of them more. I'm generally very unhappy with the party that I vote for. However, I do it because of they're better than the alternative. All right, I'll give you some stats real quick to make my point even more salient. Ooh, that's a cool word. Um, so... Trump is a good example of this. He is the most divisive president we've ever had. We have had a group of Republicans called the Lincoln Project split off from the Republican Party and spend millions and millions of dollars in an ad campaign trying to convince other Republicans that Trump is not a true Republican. Between Donald Trump and who he is, and that split from the party, how many Trump voters do you think voted for him in the 2020 election? We have exit polls data, which, let's be honest, is not the most accurate. Um, but they show 93% of uh, self-identified Republicans voted for Trump. And that is the highest mark 
I don't actually know that. It's just very high. What I do know is uh, a stat about independence. It's that self-identified independence in two thousand and uh, in the two thousands vote more reliably for their preferred D or R party more often than self-identified partisans in the 1970s. So people who identified themselves as Democrats and Republicans would vote for the other party more often than independents do now. That's crazy. And I haven't even gotten to uh, talking about gerrymandering. Okay, so put all these things together and then tell politicians that they get to draw the lines. Okay, modern day statistics are so good that you can reliably predict elections. And so if you're drawing maps, you can reliably just make uh, and right now, 80% of uh, House seats in the House of Representatives are what are called safe seats, is that the general election no longer matters in 80% of the country because they already know the voting trends and they've marketed D and R so well that they already know the results. Isn't that... I mean... Is, is anyone else concerned about this? I just, I'm not really sure what to do about it. <laughs> uh. And so what we have is this entire system that is uh, predetermined for most of the nation. There's 20% that we're just trying to eat away at the margins at. One of the questions is, why don't politicians fix this? If they know this, which they know it, why don't they fix it? And the and the reality is that they don't care to fix it. They're, the system that they have worked in has worked for them. That's why they're winning. Um, why would you fix something that, to them, isn't necessarily broken? The right person always wins. It's me. Why would I change anything that would change that but this doesn't come for free like anything there's nothing that's free there's always something that comes up and so what happens is with these uh, safe seats is they're safe from the other party what that means is that from within their own party is the only challenge they're worried about and from within their party, the only people who get mad enough and can rally enough support to beat them are people who are extremely polarized. And so this has a natural effect. Our way of doing elections that has resulted in parties having complete control is a polarizing element to our entire society. Ooh, I, found, I, I sound like some kind of weird, like, ooh, society. I've been saying society way too much. I should, I should, you know, every time I say society, I will now refer to it as society. All right, anyway. So when politicians get 
to Washington, D.C., you'd think they'd be like, okay, now that I'm here, I need to, you know, actually get something done so that the people who voted for me will vote for me again. And the reality is, that's not what they're supposed to do. Their incentives tell them, look, if I work with the other side, if a Republican works with a Democrat, what will happen is somebody in their party will say, that's not good enough. You worked with those awful people. You can't be trusted. I'm going to run against you. And so what happens is you have politicians whose incentives are to not get anything done. If you want to win in Congress, don't do anything. Because people will vote for you. They don't care if you actually do stuff. What they care about is that you didn't work with the people they hate. So Congress actually wins when they do nothing. And the crazy thing is, that's not even the most insidious thing. The most insidious thing is that if they specifically don't solve problems, what it does is it rallies supporters because it doesn't get solved. If you can leave problems lingering, especially divisive problems lingering, guess what? All the people who care about those divisive issues, they will vote for you again. They will give money for you. They will volunteer for you. If you try to solve those problems the same people will rally against you and probably try to replace you. And so we have this system where not working is not only a good thing, it, ral it rallies people to your side. If you don't solve problems, you get stronger. And that is, that is the most un-American thing that I can think of. We're trying... We should be trying to make things better. That's what we were founded on. But the reality is our system is failing us right now. And this is, this, is the, this is the problem, is that every four years, what do you hear? You hear the other side is the problem. Support me. Support me. Give me money. We need to beat the other people so that we can fix government. But no one is going to fix it. What they are going to do is try to control all of government so that they can do one thing that they like. Donald Trump did a tax cut. Uh, Democrats did uh, Obamacare. Um, you're not going to see them say, hey, let's fix our democracy in the way we vote and like maybe make it harder for me to get elected again. It's it's not going to happen. And that's why this is so frustrating, is that our politicians that we put in charge of this thing don't want to change it. And it's their responsibility to do it. And so this is why politics suck. The people who we choose to try to fix problems have no incentive to actually fix them. And then what happens is that they blame each other, and we're all put along for the ride, and we're, we, we trust these people, and we say, oh, look, that other person who thinks something different is so wrong, and so wrong, and they cause all these problems. When the reality is, 
the politicians themselves cause a lot of these problems because they're incentivized by the system to do so. And, oh, it's just, you, you know, you can see this. It's a dog chasing its tail over and over and over again. What we need to do is stop chasing the tail. We need to fix things. And so, I would like to end right here and uh, just just leave you right on the edge of the hook. Um, and next time, you can listen to my next podcast, which will include things like ranked choice voting, uh, open primaries, a lot of these boring politics stuff, and democracy reform. And it's because the politicians aren't going to fix it themselves. They're, they just, they have no reason to, honestly. And, um, anyway, that's pretty depressing to leave it here, but that's exactly what I'm going to do because I want you to feel bad. Sorry. <laughs>